I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to another episode of the Self-Build Plus podcast, where we chat with self-builders, suppliers, and experts about all things home building and renovating in Ireland on both sides of the border. I'm Astrid Matson, your host and the editor of Self-Build Magazine. This episode, we'll be talking to Dan and Jessica Tynan. They built their own house in County Tipperary, and they're well known under the handle Shanua House on Instagram. It's at S-E-A-N-U-A House. The name of the house, uh, so Shanua House. So when we designed the house, Dan did all the plans and everything for us. And when we designed the house, the intention was that it would look like an old cottage meeting a new contemporary build. So the single story of our house is um, has stone cladding on it, and that then represents the old cottage, so the shan, and then we added to that the new part, which is the newa. So we just merged the two words together, meaning shanua. Cool. Um, yeah. So and, that's why. and so how how did you uh, did you decide to build it? It was a, a block build, wasn't it? What? Yeah, it was a block block build, ten, um, standard block build. Mm-hmm. So you have a fairly wide cavity, I guess, would be the way it's done nowadays, isn't it? So you can fill it up with insulation and then insulated yeah. plasterboard on the inside. Is that what you did, or? Yeah. So we have um, we've 150 cavity, which is we have 120 mil insulation inside us, and um, in certain parts of the house we put the uh, insulated slab, and in other parts we use thermal mass. So we use the concrete to hold the the heat for us and distribute it back into the rooms yeah 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 cool and uh, and then the the roof construction just did you get that a uh, truss kind of what did you do no it, it's a cut roof uh timber cut roof okay so traditional method yes yeah okay so you guys went direct labor from what um i gather so you kind of you you hired every single trade individually 
Yeah, we yeah. Did need, yeah. So how did you go about finding each trade or how even to know? I suppose you're you're a little bit in that in that kind of industry, Dan, but um how do you go about finding people like block layers and insulation people? How do you know what order to do things in? It's a bit daunting. I suppose um well tradesmen we try to look for local tradesmen. Um I suppose even down the road for when we had house bill that if, if there was some issue or if we needed a plumber to come back or electrician to come back that they'd be local um, and so I just we just got talking to local lads and every block layer say when we talked to a block layer he said oh I, I worked with this plumber and we go talk to them and he'd work with a certain electrician and we kind of linked them all the people that like to work together which made it easier for us um, just because the block layer was getting things ready for the plumber that if it was a plumber he didn't know, he mightn't have got a ready for him. So just it just kind of helped us in that regard. Okay, yeah. So word of mouth in, in a certain way, I guess. Yeah. 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 And so you followed a schedule. Did you draw up a schedule for yourself as in to know, kind of to keep that one step ahead of the next trade kind of thing? How how are you keeping on top of that? Yeah, we, well, we did. Yeah, we sat down with, before we started any trade. Um, we we sat down with them and we we marked out their timeline and what jobs they needed doing before they could come in. Um, and then prior to it, so say two or three weeks before they were due to come in, we bring them on site and we just check that everyone was done to to what they needed to be done. And if it wasn't, John you know, gave us the time to get it done for them. Okay, very good. And uh, and so in terms of then, uh, did, is that mostly the way of, of finding people then? Did you not look for, like, because they always say, you know, try to talk to a few different trades and get different prices, but it's very time consuming. So I suppose if you get a good recommendation, would you skip that phase of trying to find alternatives? No, no, I wouldn't. No, no, we definitely, we, we definitely got three or four prices for every trade. Um, we didn't just go with the, the easiest option. Um, the best price obviously had a factor, but the best price had to be include everything. It was you, you often got good prices, but they didn't have everything included. Um, so as well as going with recommendations, we went with the best price, and we also went with the best workmanship. So um, no matter what trade we got in, we went to look at the job they had done or spoke to people that they had done jobs for. Um, there was trades when we almost got it was only when speaking to people that they had done work for kind of put us off them a little bit um, just even trying to get them back or how busy they were um, kind of put us off a small bit so there's kind of there's a few aspects that we took we kind of looked into before we, we went to any tradesman yeah yeah no that's 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 very good it's it's a bit time consuming but it's it's well worth doing did that delay oh, yeah. the build a bit yeah. at certain stages where you were kind of just that uh, pro- because of that process. I don't think so. No, we, we started that process kind of when we went for yeah, planning. Yeah, we we started we applied for planning in January seventeen, um, and between like almost straight away we started pricing. So we had the drawings and we went to block layers and electricians and everything. So we kind of had everyone lined up before we ever kind of broke ground or anything like that. Before we were ever ready to break ground, we had everyone almost lined up. Um, and because we knew we wanted to build for so long, we had a pretty good idea of what we wanted anyway. So, yeah, we just we had um, spoken to nearly all the um, tradesmen before we before we needed to, so we could start straight away. And because we wanted to 
get in as quickly as possible too. Um, it was good to be able to have all that ready and then line them all up as quick as possible after each other. Yeah, so you were saying the budget priorities, so insulation, windows, doors, stairs. Um, how, do, how do you go by, about sourcing those? Would you, actually, would you go to even more suppliers or how would, they're, they're obviously big decisions. Yeah, well, there are big decisions for budget, but they are kind of big decisions for design as well. Um, like we were very, for our windows, we wanted a square look. So we knew we couldn't go with um, PVC, we had to go with aluminium. So it kind of limited our, our suppliers to a certain degree. Um, but I suppose we just went around to them all. Yeah, and, and trying to go, and to go to the showrooms to see them because we had a very clear idea of how we wanted the house to look and specifically how we wanted the windows to look. We wanted something a bit more contemporary. We wanted that square edge. We didn't want the, you know, the wooden kind of look. We didn't want anything like that. So we knew we wanted really clean lines and a lot of places don't offer that. So that immediately... It was just a case of sending out emails or picking up the phone and saying, this is what we're looking for. Do you do it? And it was, most of them were, no, we don't. So uh, we went to the showrooms then and got to see them in person um, and to feel how they open and see how they open so that we liked the feel of them, like the sliding door in particular in the kitchen. Um, we wanted it to feel nice. So the one we have, it's really easy to open. You know, it doesn't. You don't have to pull it or drag it like you would have in however many years in the past. But um, yeah. yeah, very good. And uh, yeah, and I suppose you can also check how because with aluminium, you can sometimes you can really see that line where it meets. You know, in the corner. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can check that it's all well aligned. And yeah, aligned. it's nice to see the product before because yeah. it's, it's one of the biggest parts of the spent like of the the budget really mm. so it's nice to be able to see it in person mm -hmm. and we might we didn't see the color but we got to take home swatches to to see the different colors and we held it up against the stone that we were going to have on the front to see how it would look together and if it all blended in and thankfully it did yeah yeah and uh, and then the the staircase then that was yeah. i'm assuming that was a joiner that you had to find locally um, yeah, again well the staircase we actually went with um the concrete structure staircase oh cool yeah uh, yeah and um like we like our materials so the whole thing was right it's concrete so let's not hide it let's show it so and why concrete only... was it like uh, was it a budget decision or was it for kind of that that contemporary no, aesthetics, style really. yeah yeah. Just aesthetics, yeah yeah um like we didn't cover with timber no we put timber shreds on it but we left the shadow gap all around uh, and your riser is exposed as well so as much timber is on it, there's more concrete on it than there yeah. is timber. Um, we just like the co concrete look as well. Like we played around with the idea of doing polished concrete floors. We didn't go with it, but we really liked that, that contemporary look. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we just decided why not let's do it uh, concrete stairs. And then um, the plan for it kind of evolved as the stairs did. So we had it like lifted into place, and then we decided after a little while we'd do the the oak threads, and they match pretty well with the laminate then that's on the landing upstairs and then it was Dan's idea to do the glass kind of balustrading then and so so some of the concrete is exposed did you have to treat yeah. that or what did you do no, so that yeah. it wouldn't stain or because it's well, porous we, no, we, yeah it is porous now we just polished it and um, as I said the treads are covered so it's not actually getting any um, any traffic so 
it is. It's staying clean. In fairness. Um, yeah, most of the concrete that you see is the the stairs is kind of like um, an L, a U shape, or you know, so you, you go up however many steps there's a landing, and then you turn and go up again. So yeah, yeah. The, un, the underside of the stairs that's all exposed. So when you're in the hall looking at the stairs, there's a lot of concrete because it's the underside of the stairs. Um, and then when you're looking down on it you can see the oak thread but then you can see the shadow gap of the concrete all the way around and the kind of the upright so it's mostly the most of the concrete is visible from underneath yeah 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 okay very good and then so the flooring you mentioned laminate that's kind of a, yeah. a good kind of in between option i presume you look yeah. at other like the en engineered wood or things like that uh, yeah what, what kind of made you go for that um we I'm not really sure why we went through the end, but we did look at all the, so we have a dog um, and we wanted to make sure that it was going to be durable with him. So scratch marks were a big thing. So if it was going to be solid flooring, it was going to be scratched um, and would have just wouldn't have lasted. So the laminate will stand the test of time. And then it was um, a case of looking at samples and finding the right flooring. So for the kitchen, we have um, it's called Harbor, Harbor Oak Gray. Um, it's kind of like a grey blue with a little bit of timber kind of a colour through it. Um, so it's really neutral but contemporary and very easy to keep clean. <laughs> so yeah, we have that's that the in the kitchen. Hmm. It is, we have that in the kitchen, dining and sitting room. Um, and just, yeah, just having a look at different samples. We brought home I don't know how many different samples of flooring to try it in the light and then the shade and before we had the kitchen or anything fitted. So we thought initially we'd go for a really dark, maybe a walnut in the kitchen area, but this just seemed a bit more contemporary and fun. And um, and just just to go back on the tradesman question, just yeah. in terms of contracts and just um, you know just setting down an agreement, did you did you actually uh, sign a contract with each of them, or how did it go in terms of agreeing to the terms? You know, sometimes things, um, especially, I mean, it can happen that if you have different tradesmen, they'll say, no, that's not my job. The other guy's meant to do that bit, and you know, there can be yeah, misunderstandings yeah. quite quickly. So how did you? manage that aspect of it no uh, we didn't sign any contracts it was all verbal um, so we would have went after a quote starting off so whatever was expected in the quote was what they had to stand over um, then in relation to payments and things so we broke down into different stages for payments so as Black Lair went along he got paid at different stages but he had to outline at the beginning when he wanted money to make sure that we had it there ready for him and the same for with all the other trades so that way they were coming to us looking for money and we hadn't drawn down. We were ready and they were ready. As long as they got the work done, we were ready to pay them. So, that's Rolex. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, and, and so you were drawing down then on a... Did you get a self-built mortgage then for, yeah, for the various... Yeah, So you had yeah. an engineer on board who was signing off on those stages for you? Yes, yes we did, yeah. So they'd come, they'd come, how, how often would they come to site? Or were you doing it yourself? No. No, no, I, um, I can't sign up. You can't sign off your own mortgage. So I had, um, and to be honest, I wouldn't want that either because it, it's it's always good to have a fresh pair of eyes looking in and thing. Yeah, because um, you were there constantly. So Yeah. Do you know, I was there every day, whereas PJ was coming, PJ, he was probably here six or eight times. Yeah. And every time he came, he had a little snag list. And often it's easier for him to give the tradesman the snag list than for me 
for me, I'm the client and the tradesman can kind of push against me. But if, if my engineer says, look, you're not getting paid till you do this, it's a lot easier for, uh, to have that uh, to push them. Yeah, that's something to have, even if, you're, if you don't have a mortgage, definitely to have a... Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. almost like a safety blanket because at least you know, like when he came on site at a few different stages, there was always a list of things that he wanted done. Um, and a few of them were big things and expensive things that we hadn't factored in. But I mean, if it makes the house more secure and safe, then it's the right thing to do. So, yeah. And then in terms of um, the fit out and in terms of the budget, again, I suppose things can kind of spiral out of control. Once yeah. Things, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. cause that's when I mean, the structure actually doesn't cost an awful lot no. uh, in, in comparison. So um, wh- how did you how did you kind of cross that bridge? Because you, you obviously have to put in a kitchen and you have to put yeah. in bathrooms and things. So like, how do you manage the budget in that for those elements? Like we had a we had a tight budget, so from the outset we knew how much we were going to have, and we had because we had the prices all got so early on, we were able to allocate okay this much for this person and this much for this person. So we knew when it was coming towards the end of the bills, there was pretty much very little left in the kitty um, for furnishes. Furnishes. Um, so we always knew when we moved we were going to move in that it wasn't going to be a finished house, that it wasn't going to be a show house. That it would be functional but that was about it so when we moved in first we had the downstairs bathroom um half kitted out so we had a toilet and we had a shower and dan had tiled the shower and then for the kitchen the units had started because we needed to have a certain amount of units in so we were able to do the electricity so that we could get connected so some of the units were in but the sink wasn't in the hob wasn't in the island wasn't in we had the oven um, and we had like a hot plate so when we moved in it was pretty rough and ready but a lot of pizza uh, <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of pizza a lot of frozen food um, so it was nice to be able to cook again once we got a hob yeah but yeah so it was just a case of like we knew we weren't going to have everything we wanted straight away and we still don't but it's a case of doing it as according as we can we have everything we need and and we're doing it bit by bit and because we're doing it ourselves then as well it takes that little bit longer um, you're not coming home in the evening and seeing progress. It's only when you're here doing the progress that it, that it happens. So, yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah. So were there any uh, high ticket items like things you're like, okay, I know this costs a lot, um, but we have to have it because it's just brilliant or i don't know um, was there, were there any kind of flat like you know there's the famous yeah your man like our, and, yeah go ahead like our kitchen is is 
well, it's probably the only room that's fully finished, but it's also exactly what we wanted. Um, we did a lot of pricing around for kitchen, a lot of toing and froing about where to get it and how to do it. Um, we priced all the big budget places and the lesser known places, um, but we knew what we wanted. Um, we had designed it ourselves. We knew we wanted something contemporary, and we decided on black really early on and then changed our minds to maybe like a gray or a navy, but then came back to the black and we said, here, let's just be brave and it's our kitchen. Why not have a black kitchen? Yeah, absolutely. So, hmm. um, what we ended up with is exactly what we wanted, but it wasn't the budget. Like it was within our budget. We could have went to another or umpteen other kitchen suppliers and paid twice the price of what we did. Um, and there might have been small differences, but um, like it, it's perfect. It, it's exactly what we wanted. We paid extra for our countertop. Our countertop is Decton, so it's not um, it's not granite. It's not. It's the engineered it's, yeah stuff. Yeah, so it's it's Decton, um, and it's probably not actually that much more expensive than the likes of quartz but um I suppose lesser known maybe um so yeah that was that was a splurge um definitely and the hob on the island so we have um the bora induction hob so the uh oh, yeah it's yeah. a downdraft extractor so that was definitely pricey um but it was while it was expensive it was also a necessity because we have all the ceiling in the kitchen so we weren't going to have an overhead extraction extraction unit um, so we had to have it built into the hob, and we did all the pricing around, and, and Bora was pretty well priced. I think there were maybe one or two maybe cheaper, but when we saw them in action, the Bora had the best extraction. So, yeah, so like, we didn't, we weren't frivolous with money, we couldn't afford to be frivolous with money, but anything we bought, we either waited until we found the right one for the right price, or saved enough to be able to get what we wanted. And uh, and uh, what other tips and advice would you give um, self-builders, people who are kind of thinking of embarking on a big journey like yours? Um, I suppose the first thing is, like, you don't have to move into show homes. Like, you see a lot of homes on Instagram or Facebook, and they finish the best, and you don't actually have to move into a house that looks like that. Um, like when we moved in, as Jess said, we had, we had very little. But now looking at six months on, you know, our house is really a home. And each room we do, we have a little celebration because we get another room finished. And yeah. it, you know, it is worth waiting to do it right rather than rushing and yeah. burying ourselves in debt just for the sake of getting it done fast. You know? Yeah, like you can put pressure on yourself that that really is like self-imposed. Nobody else is watching you, and you know saying, oh, it's taking you X amount of months to do it. So take your time. There's not there's not any panic on you. You're, this is your forever home, or at least it is for us. Um, so, yeah, do it as you can and stop putting yourself under pressure. Yeah. And and you you also got some help with uh, from family uh, yeah. quite a bit, didn't you? So, yeah, to, to pull in favors yeah. as well, wherever possible. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> We're very lucky. We, we pulled in anyone that was... Within a ten mile radius, they had to <laughs> grab a paintbrush or a shovel or something. So yeah, and it was good fun. Like we had a few days where there was, oh, more cars than I could count in the yard. So like, friends and parents and sisters and brothers and everyone here, um, paintbrush in hand. And like the mums would bring over dinner in the evening and sandwiches during the day or soup and 
yeah, like it was great fun. Really enjoyed it. Um, and it made it more enjoyable for us that we weren't, like we were here every evening. So we went from work, we got up in the morning and went to work and came home in the evening and arrived straight to site. Usually didn't have a dinner, worked then until we couldn't see anymore because there wasn't electricity and then went home and fell into bed and the day just repeated. So it was nice when you did have someone call to give you a hand or to bring over some food. Um, yeah, and it, it's nice that looking back now we have the photos as well of that. It was it was good fun. Um, everyone covered in paint and whatnot, <laughs> moving scaffolding in the evenings and and all that stuff. Yeah, we're lucky. We have yeah. really great family and friends and even neighbours. We neighbour building down the road and we go down and help him when he needed it and he come up and help us. So it was you know, it really brought people together too. Yeah. And and so how long did it take overall, just the, the build part from from breaking ground to moving in, roughly? Uh, Twelve months. Twelve the months. Day okay. Yeah. 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 We broke ground October seventeenth, and we moved in October twelfth the following year. Okay, and that was and you moved in, yeah. So last year, two thousand eighteen. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and so any kind of regrets or things you'd like to change in the house or? Um, no, I don't. Not so. really. I probably would have, um, because we were in, because we wanted to get in so quickly. And I said we had the bathroom downstairs pretty much done. If I had more time, I probably would have done it a little bit more different. So maybe the tiles would have been different, or the shower door would have been different. Little things like that. That the shower door in particular is a little bit niggly. Um, but like it's it's yeah, it's, it's fine. It, it does the job, but um. Yeah, that's that's probably the only thing I think we rushed because we we were pushing to get in. Um, but everything else, like all the switches and everything like that, was was pretty much well thought out. Um, and I don't think I, we changed anything. Like we love, like we said, we waited until we were sure it's what we wanted before we got anything or did anything. So yeah, because you. Yeah. Yeah. You you did spend a lot of time at the design stage, I suppose, even fine yeah. tuning the plans and everything. You you spend yeah. a good few months yeah. even. Yeah. We were lucky part. because we had Dan like Dan did all the drawings, so for years we've been talking about building this house. So for years I suppose it's been in the back of his mind and he's been, you know, changing things here, there and everywhere. So what we're very lucky to have been able to have Dan do it, but at the same time it was probably I'm probably his most annoying customer because <laughs> we've changed <laughs> little things all the time. Like, can we make this wall a little bit longer, or a little bit smaller, or move this window half an inch? And, you know, little things that normal clients wouldn't ask, but I did. <laughs> I'm sure they do. He, he just says yeah. they don't. I'm sure they do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so any other tips, advice, um, or kind of words of encouragement, I suppose, because it is a bit of a daunting prospect. So, I mean, it, you're, you're lucky in that Dan is in kind of, is in architectural design, uh, engineering, that kind of thing. So, but for someone who wouldn't be, I suppose the first step for anyone would be kind of to, to go meet someone who is in that profession. I yeah. Um, and I suppose that the one thing that we kind of learned going through it too is, is listen to everyone's advice, but make up your own minds too. Um, because no matter what you do, somebody will tell you you did the wrong. Yeah. So I think the whole thing is to listen to everyone, take everyone's advice on board, and when you make a decision, just be happy with it and move on. Don't listen to other people telling you, no, you should change that. Yeah. You should change this. Like our window in our kitchen, I, I couldn't count how many people told me our window in our kitchen was wrong. Um, 
went was just the bare structure. But when the kitchen went in and the units went under the window and the units went over the window, everyone said, God, it's a great idea. But like, if I was listening to them, then I would have changed the window. So I think it's just, just make up your mind, be happy with it and move on. Yeah, just spend enough time at the design stage so that you know it's what you want. Like you can't, like with the windows and the doors and the big budget things that we allowed for, you can't change those things really. And if you do, it's pretty big expense to go changing things. So likewise with the design of your house, like you can knock a wall, but do you really want to knock a wall after you just spent however long trying to build it? So yeah, just take your time and figure it out where you want your windows, where you want your doors, how you want the house to feel, when you walk in, how are you going to use it? Um, we've, we've rented for a few years before we built, so we've lived in a few different houses and we've you know, taken things from everyone say, oh, I liked this or I didn't like this or even staying in hotels, they're fantastic for ideas. Like the bathroom in particular, like, oh yeah, I like a his and her sink or, you know, I like the shower to be away or the toilet to be in a separate room or little things like that. Like take it all on board. Um, and yeah, get, get your ideas are probably where it all starts. So take your time, put your ideas together, whether it's on Pinterest or your phone or wherever. Um, just, yeah have fun with that stage and then it'll all hopefully flow <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and just the uh, advice in terms of planning then planning permission wasn't too big of an issue for you guys from memory no, no we were lucky the big thing with planning um like people give out about planners but planners are only looking for the best house in the location and that it suits the location but like the main thing to do is design your house to suit your site so like we have sunlight in our kitchen and our living area all day long. So it rises at the front and then sets at the back. And likewise, the moon is the same. On a clear night, we have skylights. We don't have to turn on any lights. The, the moon will light up our rooms. Um, and it makes a big difference to how the rooms actually feel. Mm. Um, like when we went, for, we went for a pre-planner meeting, and the first thing the planner looked for was a sun path diagram. And I had one done. And so I think the first thing you do is when you have your site is do a sun path diagram. Figure out where your light is going to be and where you're going to be so that that you can make the best use of the light for both heat and, and just to brighten up the rooms. Yeah, like me coming from absolutely no experience with building or engineering or anything, when we started the process, when we came to the field one of the first days and Dan had a sun path diagram and was standing in the field saying that's where the sun's going to rise and that's where it's going to set it made absolutely no sense to me um i couldn't figure it out but he was like so basically he said like at the front of the house is most of the light so like so our kitchen has to be at the front and i was like well, you can't have your kitchen at the front of the house like that makes no sense nobody has a kitchen at the front of the house <laughs> um yeah so couldn't absolutely couldn't understand it but as we chatted through it and figured it out like it's the reason we designed the house the way it is it's the reason that this single story has a kitchen, dining, sitting room in one straight line so that we can maximize the light. And this is the space that we're in 99% of the time. And everyone that comes to the house is in this room. So, um, yeah, he, he wasn't, he was making sense. <laughs> <laughs> in the end, after all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then heating then, heating and hot water, what, yeah. uh, what system did you go for there? Was that, was that a consideration in terms of like again the research that goes into that and yeah it's a um, big suppose, area like most houses are putting in air to water we didn't go with air to water we just went with standard oil at, at the minute um now it is set up for air to water with the body down the road i suppose we looked where to put the investment and we put extra investment into 
insulation why, why we were building. You can't go back and put in extra insulation in your ceilings or extra insulation in your floor. So we said we'd insulate it well now and down the road we can go back and put in the air to wash. Plus I think like the, the oil, so we have oil heating, but we also have a solid fuel stove that heats the kitchen, dining room, sitting room if we need it. We don't this time of the year thankfully. But um, like the oil is tried and tested and we know it, it, it works. Um, we reviewed all the other options and the air to water, like there were positives but there were also some negatives and people saying it was expensive to run daily and your electricity bill and all this kind of stuff. So we just went with the gut, our gut really and stuck to what we know and went with the, the oil. Yeah, and how much do you spend on oil? Do you find that um, it's like, is how, because you spent a winter. Uh, yeah, there. we spent a winter in uh, very little. Um, say currently I can't remember the last time we used the oil because like the house is so warm we come home in the evening and have to open up the big slider um it's, it's so warm but yeah maybe a bit more maybe i don't think we've had two fills since we moved in okay so, yeah 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 that's not too bad i suppose yeah no no yeah and so do you, do you put under floor heating no 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 radiators and we have um the games room at the back of the house we have it set up to put in a back boiler stove as well so if we wanted to turn that into, the idea initially was to have that as a second sitting room um, so that we can also have the stove in there with back boilers so that will also heat our water if we want. That's it for this Self Build Plus podcast episode. Tune in next time for more tips and advice from experts and self-builders alike. And make sure to explore everything Self Build Plus has to offer. The Self Build Plus journey guides you through the process of building and home improving. The Self Build Plus forum allows you to share and learn from other self-builders. While the Self Build Plus videos and our Self Build Plus virtual events are packed with information and advice. With self-build, stop dreaming, start building. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.